and welcome to another episode of Back Books for Beginners. I am your host, John, and on this episode we'll be covering the final three issues in Batman No Man's Land Volume 1. This will cover Detective Comics 733 and Asriel, Agent of the Bat, 54 and 55. It features writing by Bob Gale and Dennis O'Neill and art by Phil Winslade and Roger Robinson. As these are the final three issues of Batman No Man's Land Volume 1, I'll also be giving my impression at the end of this episode about the book itself in its entirety. But let's start with the comics first of all. We open with Batgirl being confronted by Jim Gordon. He tells her to tell Batman he isn't wanted or welcome in police territory. Jim is still angry at him leaving and states to Sarah that he doesn't need Batman. We then cut to the Penguin who discovers he has competition in controlling Gotham supplies. We then move to Batman who is dispensing justice. He stops a man who he thinks is killing another but discovers that the man he is killing was already dead and that the man who was attacking him instead wants to go to prison because he thinks it's better than being out in Gotham. Batman then comes across two women fighting over a baby. In the end, he decides neither can have it and takes it away. He returns back to the Batcave and talks to Alfred, stating he is confused as to what exactly he is doing here. Alfred tells him the story of a time when his father broke into a pharmacy to help get drugs for a boy. The boy died and he was blackmailed by the owner of the pharmacy, until he shared his problems with Alfred, and together they solved the problem. This inspires Bruce, and they tell the man who was trying to look for shelter by going to prison to head to police territory and work for them, and that the child is in fact given to both women, because two parents are much more important in Gotham at this time. Asriel opens with a dancing skeleton killing someone, Asriel comes across it and starts to investigate. He then encounters an old man who, it transpires, has been kicked out by his family. As they had to make a choice about who would eat, the grandfather, the father or the daughter. Asriel returns the grandfather and promises that he will get supplies for all of them. As he searches for the supplies, he rescues a boy from drowning. But when he returns him, he is threatened by a gang who Asriel beats up. He and the boy continue to move through the town but discover the grandfather's body, who was once again kicked out by the father and daughter. Asriel carries on his journey and goes to visit Oracle. They talk and declare that they love each other like a brother and sister. However, they are being watched by the skeleton, who vows to help Oracle die. Asriel then visits Leslie Tompkins in her clinic, and they talk. However, they are interrupted by a boy who says his aunt has been killed. They go and have a look at why and investigate the area and discover that it was the dancing skeleton. The skeleton has caught up with Oracle. However, before he can kill her, he is taken down by Asriel and the issue ends with Asriel returning to the clinic with Leslie and helping out in the situation. So that's the overview of the stories. I thought the first one, which was Detective Comics, was really, really good. It expands the story of Gotham and how life is inside it. We see Batman struggling on how to cope with something that is a massive change. It's changed the face of Gotham and Batman is feeling despondent about how he can't really help his city, which has been a theme pretty much from the start, especially as we saw in the run-up to Road to No Man's Land where he got frustrated because he wasn't able to make a difference as 
Bruce Wayne, and now he can't really make a difference as Batman. It's nice to see what's going on inside the city and also what's happening with the people inside it and how they're trying to cope and that some people are making decisions that they don't really want to make or wouldn't have to make. And this is kind of encountering issues with Batman and how he deals with these things. I thought the art was very, very nice. There was a real continuity to it. Gotham looked quite grimy and dirty and down and out. The people looked despondent. You saw different kinds of people in different various stages of suffering. So the people working for the Penguin looked particularly healthy and quite nice, whereas the people out on the street looked like they were really struggling. And you really felt like this was a city on the edge. The second story isn't as great. I don't think it really adds to anything, to be honest. I didn't feel like we were encountering any anything in the same way that we did with Detective Comics. I think it was what they were trying to go for, but it didn't really come off at all in the issues. And I think, ultimately, it is quite disappointing. The skeleton isn't really explained. He's not a particularly threatening villain, and he's not really explained as to why he is like he is, how he's turned into this kind of person, why he wants to free people from their misery and stop the suffering. It's just said that that's what he wants to do, and he used to be a dancer and a decorator. And I don't really feel that there was any connection to it. The art was okay, it's the standard fare from the actual comics, so it's quite cartoony in places. There is a little bit of inconsistency. There's a blood stain which tends to do a disappearing act on the child. So one minute it's there, one minute it's gone, and it's wearing the same clothing. And I thought that was rather disappointing. So overall, I'd give these a 3 out of 5 Mataranks. I thought the first one was particularly good. The second ones, I'm not so sure about. And I don't think you're missing anything if you don't pick up these issues. The main theme of Volume 1 has very much been the setting up of the story. It's really talked about what life is like inside Gotham and how people are coping. There hasn't really been a coherent storyline where we felt that we've been able to move from one issue to the next and follow a constructive narrative. There have been one or two two-parters that have told a continuous storyline but they've not had an overall constructive narrative. Don't read this if you expect it to go from point A to point B in the style of any of the other Batman comics. But I really like that. I think that's really nice that we see how Gotham has changed, how it's made it into a completely different place, and it really sets the tone up. This is an excellent prequel, and I do think it's essential reading if you're looking at getting into Batman No Man's Land. As I said, there's no narrative. That really starts in Volume 2 and runs on through Volume 3 and Volume 4. But I do feel that you need to read this first to get a real impression of what is going on in the Batman universe. I certainly highly, highly recommend it. And I'm going to be giving it a 4 out of 5 Batarangs. It's well worth picking up. So that's everything for this episode. When we return after Christmas and the New Year, we'll be taking a look at the first four issues of Batman No Man's Land Volume 2. These are Batman Legend of the Dark Knight 119, Shadow of the Bat 87, Batman 567 and Detective 734. 
And this really starts to pick up a narrative. We start to get a coherent storyline moving forward through these. And of course, much more importantly, if you're a Cassandra Kane fan, we get her first appearance in volume two. So that's everything for this episode. I want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And now I'll hand you back over to Dustin and the guys. Thanks very much for listening. <laughs>